0: Okay, welcome everybody to the Seeker's Quest. I'm here with Chaitanya Charan. We call him CC, spiritual scientist. Um, And it's actually just me and CC flying solo today. Again, Vedasar is um, not feeling well. So, uh, yeah, how are
1: you,
2: CC? Yeah,
1: um, I had a hectic weekend in. in, I had gone to a place called Hyderabad. It has uh, the world's second biggest statue of the. One of the greatest bhakti saints. His name is Ramanuja Ramanuja, and his statue is called the Statue of Equality. It's a giant statue. So it was nice being there. I had some programs there. In India has a space research organization, ISRO, and India has its defense research and development organization, DRDO. So I had talks on mind management over there also. So it was a busy weekend.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're. You kids are always jam-packed. Are you back in Mumbai now?
1: Yeah, actually, I'm in a place called Pune, which is near Mumbai. OK, mm. you know, I,
2: can I share my screen? Yeah, I please.
1: Need to, I, need, I need the permission for that.
2: Oh, sorry. OK, there we go. Great. Okay. So, yeah.
0: I'm actually at a Starbucks right now. I'm in Colorado on a family okay. vacation. So I'm at a Starbucks.
2: <laughs> it's oh, 5.30 okay. in the
0: morning here. So hopefully it's so far, nobody has come in besides me. So hopefully it's just me here oh, for the next
1: okay. hour. But So where are you basically? Which part of the
0: family um, vacation
1: is?
0: Yeah, we just started. We're in Colorado. I'm at, uh, we're going to Estes Park we do this every year, my mom and sister and all the families, we get together and just like rent an Airbnb in a national park and just hang out for a week. So, um, yeah, Jeff and I got here early. We went hiking yesterday. I actually, I have to give you an appreciation CC because I download your lectures and, and I've been traveling a lot lately. So I'll listen to on a plane or, but yesterday hiking, I listened to your lectures like all day and it just, brings me so high i love your lectures i'm really so appreciative of having you as a teacher in my life so it's like and then i sit and chant for a while and then i listen to your lecture again and sit and chant it's just it's really pristine (laughs) so thank you for that gift
1: of wisdom (laughs) i'm humbled And I hope I can also get high. (laughs) (laughs) So you're both physically high and spiritually high. High Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. But today um, we're going to talk about Star Wars. Which makes my husband really excited because he loves Star Wars. We had to wake up at like 4.30 for this because we had to come set up at Starbucks. And last night I was like, oh, are you going to come with me? And he's like, I'm not sure. And then we said, oh, we're going to talk about Star Wars. He's like, he texts me. He's like, okay, wake me up an hour before you leave. I'm going to come with you. (laughs) So we've been talking about Star Wars all morning and um, he's excited for this. So yeah, this will be fun. Uh, so, we're going to talk specifically about how Star Wars and the Bhagavad Gita kind of relate, talk about some of the similarities and differences there. Because I think Star Wars was inspired by, by Vedic culture in some sense. Is that, do you know anything about that? The inspiration yeah. behind Star Wars?
1: So, you know, this, like we discussed in Oppenheimer and uh, the movie we discussed, so if you consider the, say something like Star Wars,
2: it could be broadly a part of popular culture. Mm-hmm. So, and then we have something like the Bhagavad Gita. Now, I have been thinking a lot about how you could see the correlations between them. So one is, you look back at the historical level.
1: Now, a case can be made that much of what Star Wars was written is inspired by the idea of a hero that comes from the the journey of a hero from Alistair Campbell. And the journey of a hero is inspired from the Vedic tradition. He, Alistair Campbell, did read the Vedic literature and the Bhagavad Gita. So personally, I feel that 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 channel or that direction of exploration is, is interesting for some people where, uh, especially people who are a bit of history nerds. But what I would like to see is, you know, see where they intersect for us at a human level in understanding human nature and basically human existence, who we are and how we exist. This is the domain which I feel, I see the Bhagavad Gita not just as a spiritual book, but as a book of, I like this word, spiritual humanism. It is about humanity, so so I would like to go in from that direction. A historical direction also can be taken, but ultimately we are human. We are on a human journey, and the more we can understand ourselves and understand others, the better it is. So that's the direction I would prefer. That's what I have focused on, mm-hmm. and. Um, if you consider while there are many storylines in Star Wars, we could say if there is
2: this the dark side, there is the dark side, uh, and there is the the bright side, the
1: light side, whatever word we use for it. The dark side is used much more. So there is in one sense a conflict between these two, on the bright side, there are the Jedi.
0: Is, the light, is it know. the light side? Is that what it's called?
1: The light side. Dark yeah, side
0: and light side? Yeah.
1: Sure. Light is. Free
0: to, I know Michael is also a Star Wars fanatic. So, Michael, if, if we get anything wrong here, please please tell us in the mm. chat.
1: Yeah. So, yeah so, the idea is that there's a fight between these two groups of people externally. But then it's also that there are Jedi who go on the dark side. So it's that there's also something inside us—the dark side and the light side. We could say the yeah, light side is the more common word. Uh, that I use it. So then, it's one of the key story arcs in the in Star Wars is the story of how we have a character goes down and maybe at the end comes up. But the story of Anakin, how he's a hero, he becomes Darth Vader. He stays the Darth Vader for a long time. And finally is redeemed so the idea that human nature can change for the worse and change for the better mm, that is something which is universal relatable for us because again if you consider another thing we discussed earlier is about relationships in every relationship we have there's, there's a hope and there's a horror there's a fear hope is that the other person will change for the better and the fear is that. Mm, the other person may change for the worse so in that sense understanding
2: what exactly is human nature and whatever understanding of human nature we can get mm, that can be very helpful so let's go go back when
0: we talk about the light side and the dark side i know i just started watching star wars well I just started really kind of watching it and trying to understand it more before. I don't know that I had so much of a context of what was light and what was dark. So when we talk about what's light, it's associated, it's like, it, it's kind of like the good versus evil paradigm. I said that this morning, my husband corrected me. He's like, no, it's light versus dark. So I guess we stick with that, that, that semantic. But when we talk about light, it's associated with like peace, knowledge, serenity, harmony, those are the Jedi's. And then when we talk about dark, it's more their code of, of ethics is more like passion, strength, power, victory. Um, that's, that's kind of the, the paradigm there between the two sides. So what you're saying here is that we can relate to this in that in our human experience, there's times that we kind of exude light side, and there's and then there can be experiences that we go through that that bring us down, and then we exude some more of these qualities that are associated with the dark side. And this example you gave is Anakin, that's Dark Vader, right? So he started off as good, he, as, as the light, I guess, sorry, not good, but the light side. And then he went through some experiences that brought him down really low and such that then he he changed his loyalty over to the dark side and started exuding more of those kind of qualities. Right?
2: Yes. True.
0: It's, it's really interesting. Anakin's story. I just learned about Anakin's story in depth. I hope we talk about that a little bit today because I feel like I can relate to Anakin's story.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it,
0: yeah, when I first met my husband, this is kind of funny. He 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 really likes Dark Vader. And I was a little like, I didn't know the story so well, but I knew that Dark Vader was, well, I thought Dark Vader was like evil. So I was a little like skeptical of him, like, "Mm, I don't know if you're, you kind of love evil. That's But then as I got to talking to him and knowing better, he's he just has a lot of compassion for Dark Vader and feels like he's deeply misunderstood. And that's more of his like connection to him. So then I then I was like, OK, I guess that's OK. But that is something at the beginning, I'm like, um, I don't know if you're really so crazy about Dark Vader. That's that could be a sign. That's, that's a little scary to me.
1: Yeah. So, yes, I would say that two different things over here. One is that that whenever there is some character Clearly, Darth Vader does a lot of bad things, but then there is uh, there is a spark of goodness within everyone. And to the extent we see this, uh, to that extent, we can actually turn towards the positive. Actually, I only just need a minute because it's somehow my laptop is getting discharged. The charging cable is not working. Can you just... Uh, sure.
0: Yeah, actually, you, you can, let me. You can
1: continue speaking. Yeah, can then.
0: Maybe I could just tell the story as I understand yeah, it of Anakin please. a little bit in kind of a summarized form. So, as my understanding of Anakin's story is, he started off as a Jedi, so he started off as the light side, and his name was Anakin before it was Dark Vader. So he started off on the light side, and he he had an attachment to his mother, and then to um to his wife. And that was unique for Jedis because typically Jedis, they're taken at birth and they don't have any attachments, but he had an attachment and this attachment was exploited. Um, His wife ended up getting really sick and the Empire, who was like the head of the dark side, uh said that he could help him. He could help his wife, she was actually like giving birth or something and she was really sick in it. And he said he could help him if, if he helped him. So that's where the, where that, um, Alliance kind of formed and, and then the wife ended up dying and then the empire kind of convinced Anakin or dark Vader that it was his fault. And that just brought him so low. And it just kind of perpetuated this dark side, feeling bad and being bad and then his nature became such. And then and then the only ally that he had was this really kind of dark <laughs> evil uh empire, so to speak. And so then they just became that was that became his new close attachment. And they ended up kind of doing being allies in that evil search for or that like quest for darkness together, I guess. So um that's kind of, when I heard this story, I could almost kind of relate. I, I feel like in a sense, I, I've been in relationships in my life that I felt brought me really, really low in an unhealthy way and broke all my other attachments besides to that one relationship. And, and then that relationship controlled me in that way. It was really an unhealthy dynamic. But I remember feeling really bad about myself. And, um, in this kind of like isolation and attachment to an unhealthy relationship, and so, in that way, it was kind of like wow i can that was kind of when I got into spirituality. I was like, this cannot be the answer, this cannot be the way that I'm living um so then I found something much bigger than myself and my partner, and kind of my new light that brought me out of all of that, but um, I can relate to that to that experience and um are you back yet cc
1: yeah i'm there can you hear me
0: yeah i can hear you i can't see you but you should be able to see me my video is on is it okay maybe i need to repin you
1: okay can you see me now let me just repin you
0: okay now you're pinned yes
1: okay you pinned me into a corner now
0: i pinned you into a corner (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah so thank you for that summary Uh, I think that
1: if you look at the Bhagavad Gita's perspective about human nature broadly with respect to human nature there are two theories
2: one is that people are basically good hmm and the other is, so basically good. The other is, most people would
1: not want to say it aloud, that people are basically bad. Now, we may not agree that people are basically bad, or we could say inherently bad. But uh, th- some of us do at some time or other in our life, encounter some real evil. So when I use the word evil here, I don't necessarily
2: use it in a religious sense. Evil, basically what it means is to cause pain for the sake of causing pain and getting pleasure in that. For the sake of causing pain. And then getting and get pleasure in that. So, so it's like some people May two people are rivals. Now, now rivals is not the same as enemies. For example, hmm.
1: so rivals are people who are both competing for one common goal. say, two tennis players might be competing to win a championship, but and in that process to end the championship, they, to win the championship, they want to
2: um, defeat the other person. So defeat. To reach a goal, but often with respect to enemies, destroy the other person. So you could say defeat the other to reach a goal. Destroy the other is itself the goal. When it's enemies, it's basically like that.
1: And the sickness of uh, in life, we cannot avoid rivalry, we live in a competitive world. But you could say, even worse than. While there are people are like enemies because sometimes you can have, uh, may have hatred for your enemy, but there is there is this place where you just don't just hate the enemy, just want to not just to say destroy them, but destroy them in the most painful way, in the most horrifying way. So destroy the other is the goal, you could say.
0: So right you now say, you're kind of oh. differentiating between like a healthy competition. And someone that you've defined as your enemy, which is basically like, yes. I would destroy you to get the goal versus like a healthy competition where maybe I defeat the other person to reach the goal. It's really like an enemy is just taking it to the next level,
1: right? Yeah. It's the next lower level. You could say much, much lower level. So the next level seems to be, at least to my mind, it seems next is a positive level. I'm yeah, about you're a lower right. Level in yeah. <laughs> So, now, I think your use of the phrase next level is a next level usage of the phrase.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a more futuristic usage. So, now, when this is there, and there's
1: some people who just delight, who seem to get some joy in just causing suffering to us that can actually shake our faith in humanity itself. No, because we have to live with people. We are social creatures. So in one sense, people may say that I I don't really
2: care about philosophy. But if you consider philosophy simply as a meaning-making methodology, Mm -hmm. philosophy is? a meaning-making methodology, we want to make meaning, we want to make sense of what we are
1: experiencing in life, then we all need some philosophy. Okay, when I see some person who is just out to hurt me, who is out to destroy me, so what does it mean about that person? What does it mean about humanity? What does it mean about the nature of the world? What does it mean about the nature of the ultimate reality if it exists? What does it mean about my existence in all this? this evil raises all these questions so yeah you know because
0: oftentimes i feel like we we make it mean something about ourselves like if somebody mistreats us we make it mean something about ourselves like i deserve that or i'm not good enough or and sometimes it really doesn't mean anything about ourselves oftentimes it doesn't mean anything about us it more means something about the other person and maybe the pain that they're experiencing and then projecting onto us. Right. So is is this is, um, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. What does it mean about that person? What does it mean about me? What does it mean about humanity itself? What does it mean about relationships? What does it mean about the nature of the world, nature of life? It is, See, the same incident the mind can take in different ways. Like you said, that if somebody mistreats us, we might just demonize that person and say, This is a terrible person. Or we might take it to the other side and say, You know, maybe there's something wrong with me because of which I tend to be victimized like this. Or we could say that this is just about humanity. Mm -hmm. There was this, uh, there was one philosopher who asked, Do you believe in hell? He was an atheist, so the answer was no.
2: He said, yes, of course. No, oh, really? What is your definition of hell? He says, hell means other people. And that was,
1: a person who have had really terrible experiences to think that hell means other people. So, it, it can, experience of hell can lead to, a, experience of evil, can lead to a lot of the mind trying to make sense of it. And when it tries to make sense of it, how does it make sense is important. And in that sense, I'm talking about philosophy. It's like a meaning-making methodology. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of analyzing by which we can try to make sense of our experiences in the world.
2: Great.
0: So are you going to help us out with this today? How to make sense of these experiences?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know whether I can help, but the Gita has helped me. So I'll try to (laughs) see if I can try to help in sharing that.
0: Mm. All right, I'm ready. How do we make yeah. sense so, of these
1: experiences? So we could say that, that these two basic schools of thought that people are basically good or people are basically bad. Now, when we talk about this, that earlier I said that we want to, we hope that people will change for the better and we dread if pe- that people might change for the worse. If you keep both these things in mind, is there something unchangeable about people? Is it intrinsically... Are also, are some people wired in particular ways, like say, it's said about sociopaths or psychopaths, that it just seems as if they have something essential missing within them, just don't have, say, any sense of conscience. So some people can just heartlessly, remorselessly, ruthlessly hurt others. So, how, so are these people categorically different from others? We all periodically hear about incidents where some people do horrible, barbaric things. And nowadays, the news may tend to sensationalize that. But it's there. It, it happens. And when it does it, it happens. Okay, so are these people who do something, do something like this, are they categorically different people? Uh, is it that means that this is normal humanity,
2: which is good? basically good, you can say, and is there some, some fragment of people somewhere else, you know, this, these, are, these are evil people, these are demons, they are basically bad. So most of us,
1: we do understand that, or at least we hope that everybody is not basically bad. So, is this and is it that this is like a fringe of humanity existing somewhere here, or is it that this is is how most of humanity is? So, which of these is true? Is this one? Is this two? Is it three? Mm -hmm. And if you consider, you know, a more uncomfortable question would be, you know, where do we stand? Are we here? Are we somewhere here or are we in this? Certainly hope you're not here. But it raises a lot of questions.
2: Wow.
0: Can we okay. Can we, can we talk about this diagram a little bit more just to explain it a little in depth for maybe people that can't see what you wrote here? Yeah, um, because you drew, you drew a big circle and you said humanity is basically good. And then to the right of that, you drew a little circle and said evil is that some people can be basically bad. That, that can happen. What it sounds so, like I, you're saying.
1: I'm saying, saying, saying is these are is different theories that we may have. Okay. One theory is that most human beings are good, but there are some people who are just bad. And that's how we, we try to make sense of people who are sociopaths, people who are, say, child abusers, people who are terrorists. So we try to put them in a different category itself. So, right. so that's one, one explanation. That they, they, they are not humans at all. Sometimes you may say, you know, you, you, you're, have you lost your humanity You're not a human being at all? So one way yeah. of making sense, I said that philosophy is the meaning of making methodology. So these are three different ways of making meaning that I talked about.
0: Right. Okay. So this, I think, is where I put Darth Vader before I understood what was going on. Just like, okay, he's evil. So if you like him at all, then you must be evil. <laughs> I think that's where I had him before I took the time to really understand his story and what happened to him. But you also had this other bigger circle inside the circle where you said hum- where humanity is basically good and you labeled it too. Can you explain that one again a little bit more? So the first theory is yeah. people are some people who do evil things are basically bad. The second theory is, is what?
1: Second theory is that they are not outside of humanity. They are also human beings, but they are one fringe of humanity. So most humans are good, but mm, there is a fringe that is bad. So this is the second theory. Okay. So those are, they're not in a different category. They are, they're in the same category of all of us. They're basically human beings. It's not that they are designed differently. That okay. They sure. are human beings, but There are human beings like that and they're they're a minority. They're just bad human beings. Okay. And then what's the third one? The third one could be that actually, this is how most people are. We just don't know it. Uh, We're not experienced it or even they have. They are not manifested. Like a cynical way of saying it is
2: morality is just lack of opportunity. Hmm. That if if anybody gets an opportunity to do something
1: immoral and get away with it, most people would do that. Most people have few Star Wars terminology. Most people have a Darth Vader inside them. He just not got an opportunity to come out. Mm -hmm. Something like that.
0: Morality is just lack of opportunity. Okay, so these are people. Maybe if you're born in in not a great family or. the environment you're in is just pretty negative, then you tend to act more negative. So you haven't really had the opportunity because your environment hasn't been so conducive to that to really step up and make good decisions that bring you higher. So then the opposite happens is that you make decisions that are kind of in line with your environment, negative, that then bring you lower and then you become lower. So And you're saying that this category of people, this is what mostly happens
1: with people so this is a third th- this is a third theory that the most people are like that but we and generally we interact with people it is not that every second person that we meet is out to rob us or, or, or hurt us that's not our there are people out there who do that but that's not how most people are so but then the but the idea is that yeah most people would be like that if they just had the opportunity to get to get away by doing it so this theory basically holds that you no know, what keeps people good is the external rule of law, is the fear of punishment. So that's why morality is lack of opportunity. If somebody had the opportunity to do something wrong and get away with it, so most people would do it.
2: That's the idea. Interesting. Okay. So, now, so, so what I'm saying here is that
1: When we look at stories like Star Wars, or we'll go into the Bhagavad Gita, we could just look at them as entertaining stories, and they are entertaining at their level. But they can also be looked at at a deeper level, and they raise questions. So, how does a good person, uh, we could say, and um, and Darth Vader was not a typical villain, but he did uh, do many villainous things. So, how did Anakin Skywalker become Darth Vader? Could something have been done to prevent that? Now we can go specifics into you know this character acted in this way and that character acted in that way. And that's okay. Externals we can't control. But is it that because those characters acted in the way, was his fall to the dark side inevitable? Was it destined? And is it that we may see somebody around us? They fall, they seem to fall from this from the light side to the dark side. So Is it also something which is inevitable? Can it be prevented? Uh, We could talk about ourselves. Can we prevent it when it happens to us, when we get tempted? So that's where these stories can actually both speak to us at the human level, and then when you try to make sense of it, we can turn to the wisdom traditions like
2: those coming from the Bhagavad Gita. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. We have discussed this point briefly
1: in our 16th chapter in the Gita overview. I'll quickly recap it before we move forward. And the Gita basically says that our existence
2: is three level. We have, we are at our core, we are the souls. Around the soul
1: is a subtle part of it, which is the mind. And then beyond that is the body.
2: Now the soul... Is always good. The soul is always good, the soul is always godly. So, in that sense, everyone at their core is
1: good. Everyone at their core is is is, is a positive, potent spiritual, a positive, potent, precious spiritual being. However, around that soul is a mind. And this mind has conditionings. So the conditionings can be dark and negative. The conditionings can also be positive. So this is the starting point of a person. So we could say that different people are born differently. So I'll just focus on the, the soul and the conditionings of the mind within it. So if you can, this is a soul. And around it is the mind. The soul around it is the mind. So some people, they are born, you could say, with with
2: prominently positive conditionings and maybe just a little bit of negative conditioning. Whereas others are born with prominently negative conditionings and maybe one small shred of goodness within them. Now, while it is,
1: while we all, so we could say this is our starting point in this life. So everybody has a starting point and from the starting point itself, we, we are at a particular place. So for example, in Star Wars, there's the idea that there are beings who, who can sense the force, not everybody can sense force, some, some beings are force sensitive. And then they are trained to be the Jedi. So there's a starting point. All people are not force sensitive. So that we all have a starting point like that. So now from this starting point, we could go either way. We could say from here, we could go in two directions. From here also, we could go in two directions. That is, what is it? That one direction is, we continue to act in good, with, with the goodness the we build on the positive conditionings within us, the positive impressions within us, and thus the positivity becomes so much that we become, could say, almost entirely pure.
2: All negativity goes away. But the other way could be that we act in ways
1: by which we end up increasing the negativity within us. Although we might start off positive, but if a person keeps having unhealthy, keeps making unhealthy choices, then that same person might have started as positive, but they end up soon being much, much more negative than they, what they could be. So our actions in this life also recondition us. So Somebody might start from the light side and they could go more and more on the light side. Somebody could be starting from the light side and they could go to the dark side. And conversely, somebody could start from the dark side and they could become go darker or they could become brighter. That's up to them. So this is the journey of transformation, which every human being can potentially go through. And it's our
2: choices which determine which direction our journey will go. Okay, so now
0: what you're you're explaining how the Bhavagita would see or would explain what's happening here. So where we started off with talking about how philosophy would explain what's happening with the three different theories of a person's just inherently bad and is not a person, or a person is on the fringe and is bad but he's still a person, or a person is is mostly good but makes bad decisions and gets lower. So that's where we started with talking about how philosophy would explain what's going on here, specifically in terms of Anakin's story, but a story that we can all relate to either in our own lives or with other people. But then you went in, now you're going into how the Gita would explain it, which which to me as I'm watching this, I can see how the philosophy that you explained at first would fit into how the Gita explains it, because it says that there's a starting point in this life of how much goodness or or negativity we're filled with. And then depending on the decisions that we make, we're either, we're either increasing the goodness or increasing the negativity. And then what we talked about earlier too is if you're, if you're in a good environment, then it's maybe easier for you to acquire more positivity and more goodness and go higher. Whereas if you're born into a bad environment, it's gonna be a lot more difficult. You may be more inclined to go more negative. So what's interesting here too in in our philosophy is is I'm thinking is we have a starting point in this life, but that starting point is dependent on our activity from our last life so it's yeah. it's that's what's so interesting so where the philosophy it almost starts you almost have to um if you're saying somebody's inherently bad, really the gita would say they're born with more negativity and and that they acquired from their the decisions they
2: made in their last life. Right? So they kind of fit okay. into each other in in a way.
0: It's just it's just the reference point. Like the Gita life is goes on and on because it's the soul's life, the soul's journey. But in that philosophy that you explained earlier, it's more like just a section of that. It's just looking at this life and explaining it, but the Gita's explanation is the soul's journey, so it's eternal. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. So our starting point is again not reflective of our innate of our innate or inherent nature. So that means that we have a starting point, but beyond whatever starting point we may have, the soul remains pure and potent and that starting point is a result of the any point from a previous life so we could say it's we have a multi-life journey of spiritual evolution so if somebody in the previous life was here in each life they keep moving forward so we could say b1 birth one death one this is l1 life one and
2: then b2 d2 so the person keeps moving upwards from one life to the next life or somebody could
1: keep moving downwards. It depends. Either way. Now it doesn't also, it can be also the other way around. And it doesn't have to be literally that way. It could this so we could say this is this would be this, our spiritual, the journey of spiritual evolution. And this mm-hmm. could be the journey of spiritual devolution. Mm-hmm. But yeah people's journey could be even complex. Somebody could go up and then come down go down further and then come up and again, go down and then go up. So it could go, go various ways. So we, in each life we have a starting point, but in each life we also have opportunities for choosing and choosing more better, choosing in choosing in more healthy ways, basically. This
0: is what I love about the Gita so much because this philosophy for me that like people are just born bad or people are just inherently bad it's, it's kind of hard to buy into because it's just kind of like, oh, it's all random. I'm just lucky that I was born not a sociopath, but some people were. But what, what we're saying here is if we zoom out enough, it's not just random. We're all making these decisions that are evolving or devolving our consciousness. And it's not just in this lifetime, it's multiple lifetimes. So what we may experience in this lifetime, what we see is just a snapshot Of ourselves or someone else like a quick photograph really it's if we zoom out enough we see they're carrying in karmic actions from their last life that are impacting this life so the philosophy is not necessarily incorrect but it's just the vantage point of which you're taking it from so this the gita's explanation it's like okay that actually makes sense i can buy into that it's not all just random there's an explanation. We're just not looking at it from a zoomed out enough perspective.
1: Right? Mm, I like that space, zoomed out perspective. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. If we have zoomed out perspective, we'll see. There is, there is a, I won't necessarily use the prog- word progression because it's not always progress, but there is a pattern at least. There's a pattern in how things are happening. It's not, it's not random. And I use the word pattern. So once we understand it's not random, then
2: we can move forward and understand how it works and how we can make it work for ourselves. Yeah, so, I love it. Okay, let's keep going. What else you got for us? Yeah.
1: So <laughs> I I'll make two points, maybe. So see, see in one sense, the star, star Wars does have this sense that there is something beyond this, life. Yoda says, you know, that we are not these uh, these fleshly, our bodies, we are sparks, we are spirits. So there are quotes like that, and there's also the idea of force ghosts, where somebody they die, but they don't really die, they become a force ghost, and they come back again, and they have some capacity to control things, to guide people. So all those ideas are there, but I will focus more on, we could talk about other correlations, like the other uh, previous lifetimes. Uh, But I would like to focus more on this lifetime itself. So we all have a starting point. So, for example, when Anakin was supposed to be included in the Jedi Academy to be trained, there was some Jedi who had some apprehension that he's attached. He's too old. We cannot cannot have him. I see fear within him. So that could cause problems. But others said, no, he has so much potential. We should train him. And if you train him, the, the, the fear and other negativities within him will go away. So we have a starting point. The starting point could be both positive and negative, or a mix of positive and negative. So generally, there are for everybody in their life,
2: there are external reasons for bad choices. We can all talk about
1: uh, how this happened to this person, this happened to this person, this happened to this person. And because of that, they did something. And we could go into the story of Anakin and how the Jedi's never really, gave, the Jedi Council didn't ex- accept him as one, o- one of their own. How he always felt like an outsider looking in. Although he was, in all, many ways, an insider, he was one of the most gallant Jedis. So he, we could talk about how he felt excluded. Then we'll also talk about how he was excluded by the Jedi. And then he didn't know, but he was, he was befriended by the Palpatine. And he was befriended by the wrong people. And then we could talk about further how, we'll go into further factors. How he had this, he had a bad childhood where his mother was killed and he just couldn't reach in time to save her. And he felt, he, he, uh, he felt, he felt wronged, grievously wronged. So that's, that's all there. But it is the specifics of how a person may be wronged. We are all wronged at times. Some of us, of course, may be wrong much more than
2: others. But it's so like, I was wronged. And therefore, I will do wrong. I mean, you do, don't really think like this that I will do wrong. But it's almost like I have a right to do wrong. Hmm? because I was wrong that's that the tendency that comes up within us
1: and this,
0: right, like we end up treating other people how we've been treated yes. it's a common thing we that's do how,
1: that's how often you know, it's an unfortunate tradition of abuse sometimes goes on people who are abused you know, we might think that they would be the most empathic towards other, others and never abuse them that can happen but more often unfortunately that goes the other way they're abused and they continue abusing. You know, in in India, in colleges, we have something called ragging. I think in America, the word is hazing.
0: Oh, ragging. Yeah. Interesting. It's <laughs> hazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. So and uh, it's a thing that uh, there's some colleges, they have a very bad reputation for ragging. And the kids who go there, the parents warn them, you have to be careful and, you know, be cautious. But they're ragged in the first year. And then by the time they go to second year, third year, then they are eager almost like it's payback time. But they can't pay back to their seniors, so they will pay back to their juniors. Mm-hmm. It's tragic that way. It, it happens. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so, oftentimes it's it's not even conscious. Like it's just the way that we're brought up. We think things that's normal. And so that's what we've
1: become almost with. Mm-hmm. So now I would like to talk about three things, which maybe we'll have to elaborate on this a little later. But the point I was making is that our choices in this life, we're looking at there could be external reasons for our for a person's bad choices. But if when somebody makes bad choices, we could say as society, we shouldn't give them external reasons. And this would require social change. Mm. That you know maybe people of particular race or religion or gender or whatever, they should not be discriminated against. And that social change is required. So that's there. But that social change is not so much in our control. So there are external reasons and there is internal reasoning. Now from the same reason, people can, different people can re- do different kinds of reasonings. So like I said, I was abused. And I know how much is the pain of being abused, so I'll never abuse others. Or I was abused, and I said, "Okay, then that's what I do to others." It may be, it may not be conscious, but still, is there. there's some internal reasoning goes on. And this is where there's opportunity for greater individual responsibility. Now, mm-hmm. what do I do?
0: Because that's actually what's I? in our control. We can't necessarily that's control much. the way society is going to act, but we can use our internal reasoning to,
1: to choose different for ourselves. Yes, true. So now, if, when we are to do this, that's our, the internal reasoning that we have,
2: so the Gita talks about two main factors that desire and fear. Hmm. <laughs> Now, of course, it talks about one more factor, which is let
1: desire, raga, dvesha, and bhaya. Vita, raga, bhaiya, krodha. So desire, fear, and anger. Now, in one sense, all these three are present in all of us. But if these three become too strong, then these three can lead to a person doing a an unhealthy inner reasoning. So desire, the Sanskrit word for
2: this is raga, bhaya and then Crowder. Isn't there a Star it's, Wars quote that has all three of these together also?
1: Exactly. I, what I was going to make. <laughs> We see that. No. We see that Darth Vader had, for example, he had a great fear that his loved ones would die. That his mother had died, and he felt that I failed to protect her. Now, yes, that is true. He could have protected her. But at one level, you know, death is a part of life. Everybody eventually has to die. That fear, for, he, he didn't want Padme to, Padme to die. He, you know, that's what, at one level, when the fear is very great, generally fear and desire go together. When we desire something very strongly, at that time, associated with that comes the fear. Like what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't get this? And then, when either the fear materializes or the desire evaporates, desire desire just doesn't desire doesn't work out. That's when a person is more vulnerable to anger. Mm -hmm. So, this is what the Gita teaches us. Yeah, these three are forces which which make people do bad things. I won't say they make people do things because ultimately it is people who do bad things. It's not they make. But these are forces which prompt us. And then unless we have something to counter them, then it's going to be a problem. And that's where uh, now fear itself is not a bad thing. Desire also is not a bad thing. In some ways, anger is also not a bad thing. Hmm. Yeah. I think this nice quote, Michael has quote, well-known from the Star Wars. You want to read it out from the?
0: Yeah. Thank you, Michael, for all of the Star Wars quotes on the chat. Fear is a path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. That's a quote from Yoda.
1: Yeah, and he quoted earlier also. Human beings are we, not this
2: crude matter. Yeah.
0: When you're talking about divinity and oh. in, in all,
2: yeah. Yes. So now, now, how can we avoid this fear? In many
1: ways. You see, Arjuna also starts with this fear. His fear again is, is there's some correlation between Anakin
2: and Arjuna. So Arjuna also has this fear. How can I fight against my loved ones?
1: His fear is not of his own death. And that is significant Anakin also. No, he, does, he does not have fear of his own death. In, he has to fight, he often is fearless in fighting. And getting into situations you are of great risk, initially as Anakin, eventually later as Arthveder also. But either way, it's not so much fear of his own death. It's fear of the death of his loved ones. And that fear of death was a fear of death of loved ones. For Arjuna, it was not so much his uh, his um, love interest. It was more of his teacher, to fight against his teacher.
2: But the way Anakin tried to deal with fear, his way was increase his power. That
1: I want more and more power. And in order to gain power, he slid gradually toward the dark side. Because he was Mm -hmm. promised that power. That promised that power by Palpatine, who who was not known at that time was just a chancellor. So later on, they came to know he he revealed himself to Palpatine. So basically he chose the path of increasing his power. And and he was kind of exploited
0: by that empire, right? Because he told him that he could help him. And and so the empire saw his weakness, this attachment or what he, what was became a weakness and exploited it and, and then this is this is the path he chose
1: to increase his power yes so in contrast now you see he chose to increase his power with with emperor palpatine now he was but now what arjuna what is he chose to increase or he with guidance of krishna increase his wisdom
0: because arjuna had krishna advising him that god yes. I mean, god was advising arjuna so he was, he also had, was in a kind of a better spot there, a much better spot because that's who he had in his ear as opposed to Anakin, who had this, this dark emperor, empire, emperor, <laughs>
1: emperor, emperor. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, Anakin also had Yoda with him. So Yoda was also quite wise, but then the influence of Palpatine was more on him. For whatever reasons, we'll go into that. But ultimately, it's the individual choice. Our circumstances, mm. there, there are two things over here. You know, sometimes we are explaining a character's choices. But when we're explaining, that does not mean we are excusing the character's choices. Right. So, ex- there can be explaining choices. And yes, no, okay. Why somebody thought like this? Why somebody desired like this? Why somebody acted like this? That's understandable, but just because under- something is understandable doesn't make it make it acceptable or desirable. And certainly not necessarily noble. So,
0: right? I like to say we're not victims of our own lives. So even even it, though they had those people in their ears, they they chose those people that they would be in their ears. So Arjuna chose Krishna and.
2: And Anakin chose the emperor. So that was also a choice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like the phrase people in your ears. eh? (laughs) We cannot choose the people in our social circles, maybe. But we can choose which of those people from our social circles are in our our ears. Mm, Sometimes we often say that. We are who we associate with. That's when you talk about the power of association. But I recently thought of a new way of phrasing it. We are who our mind associates with. It's we may be associating with physically with, one kind of, with many kinds of people, but which are the people who have the most impact on our minds, who our mind associates with? Those are the people who will affect us the most. And that's right, like it's, have
0: to be. it's like yeah. giving association versus taking association. Like, like I'm about to spend a week with my family and I know where I need to give association and where I can take association. And that's all a conscious decision. Like how much do you want to become like those people and how much are you associating with those people and, and really kind of sharing
2: your, your own mm. love? Yes. Good point. So. For all of us, even in today's world,
1: we have association that we understand is uplifting, at least to some extent. We have association that is not so uplifting for us. And it's up to us to make sure that we choose the healthier association.
2: So, hmm.
1: should I try to summarize, or you have some good points? Yeah, no,
0: that was great. I'd love for you to summarize. I love what you just did at the end there with Arjuna versus Anakin and what brought Arjuna to the light and what brought Anakin. To the dark and how we can all relate to that, I think, at different times in our own life experiences and remembering these tidbits to to keep us going towards the light all the time. <laughs> or as much as possible.
2: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. So
1: let's let's begin. So I started we started by discussing about the Star Wars and the key point we we're discussing about understanding human nature. That how exactly, why do people do the way they act? Especially, why do people go from, say, you could say everybody has a good side and a bad side. So the Star Wars terminology calls it the light side, the side of the light and the dark side. So do people, why, if somebody goes from one side to the other, why do they do that? And what can be done to prevent that, say, a lowered movement? Our hope is that people will change for the better. We need this for relationships. We also need this for making sense of our life. So, here we discussed the philosophy is basically a meaning making methodology. That's what we, we have some philosophy always because we somehow try to make sense of something, things that we experience in our life. So, when we see evil, for example, where we find that people do terrible things. Then, where do we place that within our worldview? So we discuss three things is that they they are just not human beings at all. They are a tiny fringe of humanity. But they are what all of us or most of us would be if, if we didn't have societal controls or if we didn't have some external controls. So which of it is it? In that connection, we discuss the Gita's understanding of three levels of human nature, three levels of human existence. So at the level of the soul, everyone is good. Then at the level of the mind, people different people have different, exp- different starting points based on, the, based on what they have done in the past. And then in this life also, the choices determine what, where they will move from the starting point. So some people's starting point might be largely negative. Some people's starting point might be largely positive in the sense that some people may have very little darkness within them. Others may have a lot of darkness within them, but that starting point doesn't have to be our destiny. And so, what might take a person down and what could take a person up? So, we discussed the, from the Gita's perspective fear, desire, anger. These three can take a person down, and we, there could be external reasons why a person goes down, but these three, now these three. They are also complemented or aggravated, catalyzed negatively or positively by bad association, which is what unfortunately Anakin had. Now, if we can have good association and we are aware of the dangers of these three things, giving in too much to fear, fear, desire and anger, then we can prevent the degeneration, the devolution of human consciousness, and we can rise upward. Thank you.
0: Wow, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, CC. I got I have to show you before we end here this background that I'm at from so in Colorado. And um, I just wanted to show that because <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, and I'm excited to go have you in my ear all day, CC. I'm hiking around Colorado. So that's oh. how I'm going to lift myself up. CC in my ear. <laughs>
1: Happy to be outside. It's a beautiful background. Thank, Thank you.
2: you.